0: Now the NBA playoffs go to another level. Warriors Rockets, Sixers Raptors, Bucks Celtics, and that sneaky series that nobody's talking about, Blazers Nuggets. Dame time versus the Joker. And what defines, what makes up a franchise player is the cipher. The second round of the NBA playoffs have all the matchups that the NBA fans want. Of course, we want to see Rockets, Warriors, Blazers, Nuggets, Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, Raptors. And a lot of those series could very well be conference finals. And here we are in the second round and we've got four such matchups. Let's get right to that heavyweight battle. If I told you Durant, 42 percent, Steph, 39 percent. Clay, 41%. You'd tell me the Rockets must be up 2-0. And yet here we are. Golden State is up 2-0 in this series. Obviously, everybody knows the situation in game one with the foul calls or the non-calls and that controversy. And Houston with all the whining and crying. Here's the thing. I went back and watched the game not once, but twice. Just going with facts, because that's what we do. James Harden was fouled five times in the first half. Just facts. It's a reality. He was fouled. But in balance, he also committed four fouls before he was fouled on those attempts. If you allow wing players, and they do allow that for some reason, and their offensive foul, letter of the law, you extend your arm, and you move the defender one way or other, that's an offensive foul. James Harden extends his strong hand to create space, even when he does a step back or when he drives to the basket, those are fouls. Very simply put, if you want the game to be called fairly, then call everything. But if they call everything, that will not work out to the Rockets' benefit. This game should be about basketball And just who's the better basketball team? I don't think the series is over. I know it's 2-0. And and really, at times, while watching the games, it felt like Golden State was up by 20 or more. And yet, it was always around 8 or 10 points. So if you're a Houston fan, or if you're just a member of the Rockets, you're right there. You're right there. If there's a problem, it's that you're not finishing. That you're missing a lot of open shots. Look, Harden is averaging 32 points, five rebounds, five assists. He's only shooting 38%. He can be inefficient field goal-wise as long as he's still getting to the basket. In two games, the man shot 23 free throws. And if you listen to what the Rockets say, that 23 should probably be 33 or 35. I expect James Harden to continue attacking. And I think at least in one of these games in Houston, he's going to have an explosion. I also think that Eric Gordon has played well. I think he'll continue to play well. What I'm looking for is I'm looking for Chris Paul to have one of those big games. I know he's a little older, not quite as quick, but that mid-range is still strong. He's still clever with the basketball. I think Chris Paul is going to have one of those 26 points, 10 assist games. I think Capella is going to play a lot better as well as P.J. Tucker and Joe Green. I think Nene becomes more of a factor while they're in Houston. And don't sleep on what Austin Rivers did in game two because he's capable of doing that again in game three. So, no, this series is far from over. Let Golden State go up 3-0. We can have another conversation. But right now, all they did was hold serve. You know the saying. It's not a series till someone loses at home. And right now, that hasn't happened. Big picture do I think Golden State wins this series? I have no idea. I really don't. You know my thoughts big picture overall when it comes to who's going to be the NBA champion. I can't tell you who the champion is going to be. But I've gone on record who I don't think is going to be. I don't think it's going to be the Warriors. I don't think the Golden State Warriors will three-peat. But I'm going to enjoy the basketball. I'm going to enjoy this journey. And hopefully this series is every bit as interesting as it was last season. I hope it's another seven game series. I hope we get to enjoy that kind of drama. Switching over to Blazers Nuggets. This is the big man versus the little man. It's the Joker versus Dame. In two games, the Jokers averaging 26 points, 11 rebounds, six and a half assists. Those are strong numbers. And for Denver to win this series, I think Djokovic, he's got to be more aggressive. He's got to put up even bigger numbers. But I'm going to give the Blazers a little bit of credit. They found something in game one, and they continue with it in game two. Making Djokovic, or Jokic, excuse me, making him work. in his is averaging 20 points and 8 assists. As talented as the Joker is overall offensively, he's not much of a defender. He doesn't have good lateral quickness. He can barely jump over a piece of paper, and he's not much of a rim protector. I think the best defensive against him is offense. It's keep attacking him and making him play defense. Keep making him go side to side because if you saw the game, he got tired. It wore on him, and I think that's the key to to the Blazers eventually taking control of this series. I know that the Nuggets have more talent. I know they're the deeper team. And still, I'm going to pick the Blazers because while Jokic is the most dominant person in this series, I think Dame is the most dynamic. I like Damian Lillard in big moments, in close games, and I think there's going to be a couple of games in this series, a couple of games that are going to be one possession games, that Damian Lillard will make make the deciding shot. I like Jamal Murray. I like Gary Harris again. I like their overall depth. Barton, Plumlee, Torrey Craig, Monte Morris. I really like Malik Beasley. I think Malik Beasley is one of those guys two or three years from now. He's going to be an all star. He's got that kind of talent. But for this series, for this matchup, I'm picking the Blazers to win. I don't want to say whether it's five or six. I'm picking them to win the series. I think when it gets right down to it. If they're going to get a third and fourth score to go with C.J. and Dame, which they've been getting from Cantor and Rodney Hood, that offset the Nuggets depth advantage. I think the Blazers win this series. I can't give you on what game. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy watching Dame Lillard do what Dame Lillard does. In the Eastern Conference, of course, we're interested in the Raptors and the Sixers. but Let's talk Celtics bucks first. Giannis, MVP MVP candidate, runaway MVP candidate. I don't know if he he gets the MVP, but it's really just him and Harden. You know this. The Celtics have done a good job on Giannis. Even in game two, it it was a blowout loss, and it balances out their blowout loss in game one. But even in game two, he didn't shoot a high percentage. He actually shot better from three, which is hilarious, because he's not known for being able to shoot the three than he did from two. He's only shooting 37% from the field. He was effective because he got to the free throw line. He got to the foul line 28 times. He's been to the foul line 28 times in two games. The Celtics have done a great job of not just walling him off, but challenging him on the Euro step. And they've been very effective at that. Where they got blown out at is the shooters came alive. Chris Middleton woke up, and you saw all-star Chris Middleton. Eric Bledsoe was impactful on defense as well as offense. Meritage, George Hill, those guys came to life. Brooke Lopez was effective. Look, when Milwaukee's shooters are making threes, it opens up the floor. It allows Giannis to operate. Even when he's missing shots, because he's got such a quick jump, he'll get the rebound. He'll go right back up. Foul, free throw line. This series, similar to others, I think Milwaukee has a stronger starting five. I think Boston has the deeper team. If you told me Giannis is the best player in this series, got you. I'm with you. But I would say the second and third best players are Kyrie and Al Horford. But if Boston is going to win this series, they've got to get more than just contributions from Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris, who I, I would argue has been their most consistent player in the playoffs. They've got to get better production from Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. But more importantly, where is Jason Tatum? In two games, Jason Tatum, four points, five rebounds, shooting less than 23% from the field. Jason Tatum has been a non-factor in this series. And if he continues to be a non-factor, the Celtics can't win this series. He's got to come alive. He doesn't have to score 30 but he's got to be impactful. He's got to be aggressive. He's got to attack. He's had opportunities, but he, for some reason, he just seems like he's, he's just not into this series. And the Bucs are a very good defensive team, the best defensive team in the NBA numbers wise. But Jason Tatum has too much talent to be averaging less than 10 points a game. If you're asking me to pick, I'm going to be consistent. I had Boston as a dark horse. Even when they had identity problems, I still picked Boston as a dark horse. I know Milwaukee's the number one seed. I know Giannis is the MVP. The Bucs are the longer, bigger team. And I'm still going to take the Celtics because I think there's going to be a couple of games in this series that are going to be one possession games. And I'm trusting Kyrie over Giannis. I'll take the Celtics in another seven-game series. Tonight, game three, Sixers versus Raptors. Let's start with the Raptors. Kawhi Leonard in two games is averaging 40 points, nine rebounds, four assists, just under two blocks. Shooting 60% from the field, 35% from three. Right now, in these playoffs, especially in the second round, Kawhi Leonard has looked unguardable. And it's interesting. We would had this debate during the Magic Series when they were playing Orlando. And here's the question. It wasn't was Kawhi a superstar or was he a great player? The question was this. Is Kawhi Leonard a franchise player? Is he the type of player that can carry a team to a title? And a lot of people said, yeah, look what he did with the Spurs. And I tried to point out, yes, he was an all star in the Spurs and he was the finals MVP. But he had the kind of finals that Andre Iguodala had. He averaged 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. And they said, well, it's because of the great defense he played on LeBron. LeBron averaged 28-8 and and shot 50% from the field in that series. Versus Iguodala, who averaged 17 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, and LeBron shot 40% from the field. Kawhi Leonard was a part of a unit that just ran the heat out of the gym. He wasn't even the leading scorer. The leading scorer in that series was Tony Parker. The leading scorer for the Spurs during the season was Tony Parker. Kawhi had a really good series, and he deserved to be Finals MVP, but he wasn't the main guy on that team. He didn't lead that team to a Finals. Now, as the best player, as an established superstar, this playoffs, these playoffs right now, this I think you couldn't answer that clearly. At least to me, you couldn't, but we're going to find out in these playoffs. He has plenty of help in Siakam with Kyle Lowry, the addition of Mark Gasol, don't forget Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell, the very underrated, even though he hasn't played so well early in this series, Fred Van Fleet. They have depth, they have talent. This playoffs, right now, we'll find out if Kawhi Leonard can lead a team to a championship. And don't underestimate Siakam. He's 24 years old, and this kid just keeps getting better and better For the series, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 52% from the field, 45% from 3. If Toronto's going to win this series, it'll be with their depth and their defense. I love the ability of Leonard, Siakam, and Danny Green to switch out on any perimeter player. It's an advantage that most teams don't have. And I think it's going to be the advantage, ultimately, that helps them win this series. I'm not saying it's going to be easy because the Sixers have a really talented starting five. But this comes down to the Raptors depth and their superstar versus the Sixers starting five. And their superstar, Joel Embiid, who I can tell, who anybody can tell is not 100 percent. No offense to Mark Gasol at age 34. Not quite what he was. If Marc Gasol is holding Joel Embiid to 14 points a game, that's not about Mark Gasol. That's about Joel Embiid and about his health. If the Sixers are going to make this a series, and it is right now, it's 1-1. But if they're going to actually win this series, then they're going to need more games like Jimmy Butler gave them in game two. And they're going to need Tobias Harris to get buckets. I know Tobias Harris had contributed. He's gotten rebounds. He's been solid. But they didn't bring him here to be solid. They brought him here to get buckets. They bought him here. They brought him here because they thought the combination of he and Jimmy Butler along with J.J. Reddick could help spread the floor for Embiid and Simmons. This Sixers team, this process, if they come up short, this process will be a one and done deal. I think when the smoke clears, it'll just be Simmons and Embiid. And depending on how they lose, if they lose this series, which I think they will, one of them might be leaving. I think this is going to be a long series, but I'm still going to give the advantage to the Raptors. Deeper team and they've got the best player in the series. Watching the first and now the second round of these playoffs, it had me thinking as you watch the fate of different franchises play out, what prevents certain franchises from going to another level? What stops them from getting to the ultimate level? Is it talent? Or is it that they don't have that one guy, that one difference maker? There are a lot of guys that we can acknowledge are superstars, but how many players are actual franchise players or the kind of guys that you can build around? And, you know, with them as your best player, your team is built to win a championship. I don't think that list of players is really that long. But I'm going to give you my list. We're having fun. And I'm going to put this out here for MLC, for Third Rail, the YouTube fam, Anchor fam, everybody out there listening, because we can all have different lists. And that's cool. Opinions vary. But if you're asking me who I think are the kind of guys you can build around and win a title in no particular order. I'm going to go with Harden. I really do think James Harden, you can build around him. Even you don't have to like his game. You don't have to love his game. It's ugly. But he's a special talent. He's an elite scorer. And the rules, to my knowledge, they're not changing anytime soon. Steph, KD, LeBron. Now, when I say LeBron, I'm not talking about we'll build around from scratch. I'm talking about right now, today. He's still a franchise player. Joker, Giannis, Embiid, Kawhi. I should say Embiid slash healthy. Kawhi. And here's the question. I I went back and forth on this because I know they're both bucket makers. I know they're both beasts when they need to be. Can you build around them and win titles? I don't know, but I do think they have franchise like quality and that's Dame and Kyrie. So, hey, give me your list in no particular order and we can chop it up about that. We can also chop it up about the results of this week's playoff games. We'll get into that in the next episode. Hey, guys, here's, here's a joint that you might want to check out. It's called PodCoin. Get paid to listen. That's right. You get paid to listen to other podcasts. That's PodCoin. Get paid to listen. Anyway, appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. And more importantly, all the listens and stuff. Hey, you guys, I'm going to be doing this anyway. I enjoy it. I love it. I like the support that we give each other. But to the listeners out there, I'm just going to keep putting out content. Keep doing what I do It's the cipher. Appreciate you next time.